Okay. Yeah. Let's get started. Let's do it. First podcast. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. (laughs) Um, So, hi, and welcome to uh, Living the Small Business Life, which is our podcast. Um, And this is our first episode. So, we thought we would just do kind of an intro episode, have a chat, who we are, why we're doing this, that kind of thing. Um, So, yeah, why don't we introduce ourselves? Ben, do you want to start? Yeah, so my name is Ben Newbury. I've got uh, three businesses that I'm involved with. Bluebell Cloud Solutions, uh, Bluebell Technology Solutions, which is Ben's business, and Bluebell Business Services. And uh, Bluebell Cloud provide telecommunications, connectivity, um, what else do we do? Mobile telephones. Uh, Bluebell Business Services provides, provides like a consultancy, management consultancies to other businesses. Um, and then Bluebell Tech is IT, but I'm not going to steal Ben's funder because that's his business <laughs> and you know, he can tell us all about those. So Bluebell Cloud has been running the longest, been seven years now, um, and it's it's been tough. And I thought, you know, when we all got together and was having a chat, it was a case of, you know, wow, small business is not easy. Um, I think it's it's time we perhaps get this into a podcast where we can discuss the trials and tribulations of running a small business so yeah here we are and that's why we're here today absolutely ben do you want to introduce yourself yeah um thanks laura my name's ben uh hobbs um i'm a director of bluebell it solutions or bluebell technology solutions um been running that business for nearly five years now um and we provide it managed services um to small medium businesses so we have clients from sort of five members of staff up to sort of 50, 60 members of staff. Um, yeah, we provide sort of everything from IT support, cybersecurity, project work, consultancy. Um, so yeah, it's been a, a tough run of it the last sort of five years, especially with everything that's been going on in the world. Um, and I, you know, I have a young family, um, so sort of fitting everything in can be quite difficult. Um, but yeah, I, I really sort of um, enjoy listening to podcasts and the opportunity arose to do one. So I thought, you know, what, what a great, great thing to be doing and as, as Ben said you know we all get on really well and had some great conversations about how we run our businesses and what we can do so I think be, being able to share that's really nice and you know, yeah. important to other people that might be looking to start up a business or you know struggling a little bit with certain things as well so yeah, yeah here we are. Absolutely. Uh, I should probably introduce myself as well then. Um, my name's not Ben. <laughs> so we start with that? My name's Laura. Um, I am now the managing director of Move Digital. Um, Move Digital is uh, a small agency. We're a creative agency um, and we kind of work on two different things. So we have a kind of sort of website, digital marketing, SEO kind of side where we work with different businesses in that realm. Um, and then we also do podcasting. So I work on podcast production um, and work with uh, businesses like Google, YouTube, Dulux, um, as well as corporates just on creating podcasts for them to really sort of spread the message, get out to their audience and that kind of thing. No one's small there. No, no one's small. <laughs> no, we also do do small uh, businesses, um, but we have been very lucky to work with some big names as well. So that's great. Um, and yeah, so from the point of view of why we sort of wanted to, well, why I wanted to be involved in this podcast. So when I met 
both of you and we were talking about this and you were talking about the podcast and I was like that's a great idea I can definitely help you with that we could I could produce that uh, and then I kind of went home after that meeting I was thinking I could produce that but I could also be in that podcast <laughs> uh, so then I came back to you guys and was like yeah I mean I'm running a small business now so I would like to be involved and that's kind of where we got to why are we doing it I think is the the biggest thing and for for me um there are too many podcasts, too many CEO of a yeah. uh, diary of a CEO, too many success stories, and nobody ever wants to talk about the battles, how they got there, where the troubles and trials and tribulations are. Because, you know, run, running a business is not an easy feat. And like Ben said, especially when you've got families and outside influences, it can be really, really difficult. And nobody ever wants to talk about that. And nobody ever wants to talk about the solutions. Mm. either that they've come up with you know whenever they've faced the problem because you know it's all it seems that in the social media area at the moment or social media space is the biggest thing is let's talk about success let's beat our chest let's show how great we are let's film how many Rolls Royces we've got parked on our driveways nobody you know some of these people have just shot to fame instantly mm. and the amount of money that they've made during that time has allowed them to recruit and recruit and recruit and all of those stresses basically get taken away from them and I think it's really important to speak to other businesses and find out what their problems have been over the time and, and we've definitely had our fair share of problems that's for sure yeah absolutely what about you Ben yeah I mean I've, I've had quite a challenging sort of 12 months um, with the business that I run through one thing or another and um, you know I've learned a lot an awful lot um you know everything from you know recruitment um growing a team you know business strategy planning um getting on top of your finances and things like that so i, th I think you know i've had a really good you know, very steep learning curve um the last 12 months because i was doing this with a, a business partner before i actually have a new business partner now um but you know i had to understand elements of the business that i wasn't really involved with before mm. um i was just really focusing on sort of sales um so getting a really good understanding and a grip of everything within the business um you know has it's, it's, it's been really good but it's been really hard work um and like i said earlier fitting that in around you know family life football training having a barking mad cocker spaniel that you know doesn't <laughs> stop um as well as trying to you know fit around things that I want to do in my life you know I'm a keen runner and things like that so um just being able to share all of that um and you know I actually came up across a, a quote the other day um that said you know running a business um like as a startup they're like a marathon not a sprint um and and then it's like well that's a lie you know running a startup is more like an ultra marathon through a minefield uphill in the pouring rain <laughs> whilst wearing cheap flip-flops and that that's pretty yeah. much how i describe it um you know it's not all um you know unicorns and rainbows mm -hmm. it really isn't and um i think it can be all consuming at times as well you know where you just can't switch off you know i'm a bit of a sucker for always checking my email you know late into the evenings getting the laptop out in the evenings it can bleed into the weekends and and you know that work-life balance element as well mm -hmm. is really important and that's something that i personally struggle with so um, I think just sort of sharing all of that, um, mm. I think it is, is really good to do. Um, so yeah, that's what I'd like to sort of, you know, get out of doing this podcast really. Yeah. 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 And I think for me, like 
I I think we'll talk about this in a, in a moment, but like in terms of our background, but you know, I am running a small business, but I didn't set up the small business that I run. Um, and so I think for me as well, it's a bit of everything that you've spoken about. And then what you were saying, Ben, about other kind of podcasts that are out there or people talking about it, it's mm. very much focused on entrepreneurs or maybe investment or sort of repeat small businessing. There isn't as much talk about you know running a small business sort of long term you know what the challenges are that kind of thing and i think there's definitely 100%. a space to be having that conversation 100 percent, and it and it can affect you in many different ways with stress yeah you know mental illness now which you know I'll, I'll be honest i didn't i wasn't a big believer in but you know after running a business not solo but being heavily involved in running that business you you don't realise how you can be impacted, mm. you know, from things going on around you, which then you don't, you know, it's not like shutting the door at five o'clock and then walking out the door and that all goes away. That sat there while you sat, the telly's on, EastEnders is on, everybody's talking around you and you're sort of off in a daze thinking about what you've got to do the next yeah. day, what happened in that day, etc., etc. And I think mm. that nobody talks about that stuff. Nobody talks about, you know... VAT bills and you've got cash flow issues coming around. Nobody talks about any of these things. It's all about how great my business is, how well we're doing, how much cash we've got in the bank, what cars we drive. And it's not about that. There's yeah. a lot more that goes into a business. And a lot of other businesses in the UK, especially after COVID now, have struggled. Mm. And we've seen it from our customer base is not just a particular industry. It's every industry. It's, you know, accountants, builders, transport you know podcasting agencies yeah, it could absolutely. be absolutely anything so you know for us it's it's looking at those industries and seeing what's happened to those businesses and during covid we had i think it was about 40 42 businesses go into liquidation yeah. in 18 months after covid yeah and had a real negative impact on your business huge yeah. huge huge massive the mm. revenue because obviously we contract into certain products and services with you know the major networks um and when someone goes bust that's it you know mm. there's only one person that's footing the bill and that's us yeah and they, they were some of these companies were huge businesses one of them was a huge educational uh, partnership that was funded all by the government and of course with every bit of pound and shilling and pence they were putting elsewhere that sort of threw all the those yeah. you know government funded agencies into turmoil and they couldn't carry on and they had, uh, you know, they had over 300 employees across mm. the UK. And that seriously hurt us. Yeah. Mm. And I think you picked up on something there, which I think people don't really think about or talk about with small businesses as well, is that running a small business yourself, but you're often in a community of small businesses. You're much more likely to be doing business. You know, we met I mentioned some quite big brands that move work with, but actually on the whole we work with companies that are about the same size as we are so actually we're in a kind of community and network of small businesses ben you had some uh, the other thing we were going to talk about is kind of defining what a small business is i know yeah. you looked up some stats on that yeah yeah i did so um i think in terms of smes i think there's three different classes of businesses so there's a micro business a small business and a medium-sized business and this is sort of uk government how they define smes so a micro business uh, is defined as less than 10 employees and an annual turnover under 2 million. So I believe LIT would fit into that category. Yeah, so would move. Um, small business, so the next level up, less than 50 employees and an annual turnover under 10 million. 
So I think you'd probably fit into that, wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, and then a medium-sized business is defined as less than 250 employees and an annual turnover of under 50 million. Mm. So that's the sort of three sort of categories within the SME sector. Um, so I would think a lot of the businesses we were are working with are micro or small businesses. I don't think we've actually got many medium any medium-sized businesses that we work with. No, I don't think we have either. I think they're all they're all that micro or small office home office. But then also conversely, we deal with some quite well known brands. That mm. when you turn up to their office, there's you know just recently we we um, we signed a customer, a very well known brand in a particular sporting sector, um, and when we turned up there, there were literally three people in the office. Um, we thought it was just a satellite office and no, that's the whole outfit. And I was absolutely blown away with A, the amount they were turning over and B, the size of the brand. Yeah. You know, I was expecting to turn up to, you know, like a Gymshark office um, because they're of that in their industry. They're, a, you know, a very well known name. So yeah, it, it that small business sector can range so many different businesses, but can also be very deceiving as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's something that's been changing over time. Like, I think now it's how many employees you have or the size or where you're based or whatever is is just absolutely no indication of your turnover. It's like, and I think traditionally it might have been, those two things might have been more linked. Whereas now I think the other thing for small businesses is actually kind of the sky's the limit in some respects. You can really take this sort of wherever you want to, which is one of the things that, that I really enjoy about it as well. Yeah, I think the other thing that I got from reading the article that gave me those stats was that um, SMEs make up 99% of businesses in the UK. So, you know, the economy is based on small business. Yeah. You know, um, I think that's quite a glaring stat, really. Yeah. Um, You know, so we're all involved in that. Um, So you think the big corporates and some of those you work with, um, you know, they are the 1%. No, absolutely. Um, So, but they're... Obviously, earning a lot more money, a lot more staff, employed a lot more people. Mm. Um, but yeah, UK yeah. sector is made up of, of 99% of small businesses. Mm. Okay, so we've had a bit of a chat about kind of our own businesses and stuff. But as this is also an introduction, um, it'd be kind of nice if we all sort of gave a bit of background as to like, what did we do before? So what did we do before we set up our small businesses? And kind of like, how did that lead into setting up our businesses? So I was working in a shoe shop when I was 19. Um, I left school when I was 15, yeah, 15. Went straight into a shoe shop. Um, Didn't bother doing any of my GCSEs at the time. I think they were called GCSEs back then. I'm pretty sure they were. Um, I didn't turn up to any of them. I actually turned up to the business exam and I got a B in business. So I thought, you know what? I'm gonna go out and earn because that was the done thing. I think my parents and my grandparents were workaholics that always worked in offices and it was just the sort of done thing uni wasn't really a big thing when I was back when I was a, a kid um, so I went into a shoe shop and I worked there for about three years three four years I progressed up I was running a store in Milton Keynes um, for a company I think they're still going actually but I think they're more online now but quite an exclusive shoe shop that had high level ranges of um, high branded shoes um, and I was a store manager at 19 and then I bumped into one of my friends who was working for a telecoms company at the time um, a lot older than me he was 10 years older than me and he said oh why don't you come in for an interview so I thought oh yeah 
what do you get? Company car and a mobile phone, you know, back then when I was 19, it was, wow, you know, I've, I'm landed. Um, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, we, you know, I went for the interview, I got the job, um, I was really chuffed, first day, turned up, walked into the office, and the manager at that time said, turn around, go home, and sort yourself out. I thought, what is he going on about? Unfortunately for me, I turned up in black suede shoes, I had gold dripping off my hands, I had a gold chain over the top of my tie, my tie and shirt, and I realised at that point, oh dear, I've got to grow up very, very quickly. So yeah, I started in the, this telecoms company, worked there for a good three, four years. Um, that company was then sold on. Um, then we went to, we moved, a group of us moved to Phones For You, um, which we formed a business there called For You Corporate. That grew very, very quickly in a very short space of time. Um, but we all know the story around John Cordwell selling that for 1.2 billion. So, you know, we left there. Um, and then a couple of the guys said, look, let's start up a, a telco business. So I had a shareholding in that, a very small shareholding in that. I was a sales director for that business. Um, and we run that business for a good 10 years. Um, it went from zero employees. We tipped over 100 a few times, come back down again, small business. Um, yeah, and that business was sold. Um, and then at that time, my grandfather had passed away. Uh, didn't really know what to do. I had a you know, property to sort out. I had all of his affairs to sort out. Um, and then one of the guys that I'd worked with, my friend who got me the job in the first place, um, said, look, I need to do something. I'm not financially secure in life. I want to build a business um, that I can then have enough money to pay off my mortgage and retire with my my wife. And I said, really, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, no. Uh, yeah, I, I really didn't want to, but I thought, do you know what? I've worked with a guy a very long time. He's a very trustworthy individual. You know, I, I, I jump in front of a bullet for the guy. So I thought, oh, okay, let's do it. Mm. So um, we started Bluebell. Um, one of the biggest things that we, we struggled was the name. Um, we went around the houses over mm. and over and over again about names of what we were going to call the business. Um, and we ended up calling it Bluebell simply because I live on a street called Bluebell. So that's where the name come from. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's where the name come from. Um, yeah, and we've been running that for the last seven years and that's evolved into you know, Bluebell technology and involvement yeah. with Move and various other businesses and it's been, it's been tough so yeah that's where that's where I am but I, primarily I've always been sales orientated yeah. I've been sales managers regional sales managers sales director sales director sales director and now in Bluebell I basically stepped away from sales very very quickly because it suddenly dawned on us that you know we were two sales guys that started up a business and knew nothing about actually running a business mm. from past the sales point because it's all very well going and signing a contract and you've got to give it to someone and someone's got to process that order and someone's got to collect the money and someone's got to do the accounts and yeah that so my evolution really has been I've been more operationally financially based for the last seven years than I have sales really yeah so yeah that's that's where I am how about you, Ben? Yeah, so um, my background's IT. Um, before that, actually, I worked in a couple of factories when I left school. Um, 
and then I did train to be a chef for a year, um, but very quickly realised that that wasn't a long-term thing for me with the unsociable hours. And I could cook. Yeah, I was very good at it. Um, and I really enjoyed it, to be fair. But actually, I got got quite ill. Um, you know, I was working long hours, you know, breakfast, lunch, dinner yeah. shifts, big, big functions over Christmas, Christmas parties and things. Um, and because I was working with food, I never really ate. You just don't get as hungry and you might pick on the odd thing now and again. So I weighed about nine stone, um, you know, drinking every night in the, the, the bar of, mm. of the hotel that I worked in with my colleagues because that's just what you did. You know, yeah. uh, they sort of became your family. But I sort of realised I didn't want to do that. And yeah, I bummed around, worked in a couple of factories and um, my dad was getting a bit sick of me, you know um thinking you're wasting away here a little bit and um he saw an apprenticeship uh in the local newspaper um for an it apprenticeship at milton Keynes council and he said oh why don't you apply for this and you know i thought i can't do it you know i'm not really interested in it and he's like no you will apply for this sort of thing. <laughs> um and you know I ended up getting that job doing my apprenticeship at Milton Keynes Council, so had a bit of local government experience. Um, and then I went and worked in a school uh, as the IT manager at a school, which you know, was really, really good for me. Um, it's a brand new school, so got a lot of say in how the classrooms would be set up, where, how the IT is going to be set up, where the Wi-Fi goes, all that sort of stuff. And that was at the sort of age of like 21, 22, so it was really mm. good exposure for me. Um, but after a couple of years of working in the school and getting it all set up, just got a bit sick of the kids because secondary <laughs> school teenagers there's a lot of vandalism going on with computers yeah. and police involvement in bullying over email and things like that um so i got a little bit sick of that in the end so um got a job in in the private sector working for a big facilities company um and they were a a, a public company actually so they just grew through acquisition they kept buying other utilities companies and water meter service companies and electrical contract companies and things like that um so they were massive and i worked for them for a couple of years and ended up becoming the um data center manager they had a big data center in corby um so i worked over there and was responsible for about i don't know a couple hundred servers for probably over 100 plus businesses um and then i moved to work for a managed service provider um a global managed service provider so they were a business with like 10,000 employees globally you know, billion plus turnover. Um, and they worked on some really big contracts, you know, with gas and oil companies and, um, you know, some big sort of national nationwide companies as well as international. Um, but I really, I worked there for sort of five, six years, but um, I really sort of struggled being a small cog in a big machine. Um, and a friend that I worked with in the same team there, um, we just said, oh, why don't we have a go at doing something ourselves? So we, we kept making suggestions and they just kept falling on deaf ears and, we then thought, well, let's let's have a go at doing something on our own. So we, cloud was the next big thing, and Microsoft three six five was just coming out, and we sort of explored that, and we set up a small business, and um, the idea was to build a client base there and make enough money to quit our day jobs. But sort of twelve months in, we had you know four or five clients, and it's like oh, we've got a lot of work to do here to be able, <laughs> and struggling to then service even those four or five clients yeah. while working full time. Um, so it's a bit of a challenge. Um, but yeah, eventually, actually, Nick, who Ben was referring to, um, mm. that got him involved with with Blue setting up Bluebell Cloud, uh, was my next door neighbour, and you know we had 
couple of conversations. Um, it was actually about cutting down their apple tree uh, that was blocking out the sunlight to our garden. Um, went and knocked on the door and he said, yeah, don't worry, we'll cut the tree down. The bloody thing it drops apples everywhere anyway. Um, so, you know, he said, come around at the weekend and bring a saw with you. So we sawing down this apple tree and what do you do? And what do you do? Because we always just said hello, but we never really, you know, got into any deep conversation about anything. Um, when I said, oh, I'm just sort of looking to start an IT company, we've got a small handful of clients. He said, oh, we're just starting up a telecoms company. Um, and what then happened was we chucked a bit of work each other's way over the next sort of six months. Um, and I think we what we did, we did very well. And your clients were happy mm. with the work that we did. Um, yeah. And believe our cloud had an investor involved, uh, who's also involved in, in Move. Yeah. Um, and um, it got to a point where we sat in a room like Dragon's Den and it was like, we're gonna <laughs> offer you X amount for X amount in the business. And yeah, yeah, late one night. Um, did you negotiate? We did. It, we took, did. it, it took forever. It was a long <laughs> right, drawn okay. out process. <laughs> yeah, long drawn out. Um, but part of the deal, so we set up a, the, biz, the original business was called HMS Evolve. Um, but part of the deal was like, you know, come on board with us. Um, we'll give you some help setting up, give you office space and cash so you can quit the day jobs and make a full full time go of this. Um, but we had to rebrand as Bluebell, which was a really good thing because um, we were able to go straight into Bluebell Cloud's customer base and say, look, we now do IT, even though we're a sort of mm -hmm. separate company, same sort of similar branding. Um, and we basically built the business in, in the first year or two off the back of Bluebell Cloud's customer base. And then sort of fast forward, you know, another three years coming up to the fifth year, you know, we've got 75 plus customers now, 10 staff yeah. and, um, you know, all the highs and lows that come with that, really. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, it's been, been really good. Um, and I just like being in control now of my own destiny, you know, whereas yeah. I think working for somebody else, I don't think I could go back to working for somebody else now. Um, yeah. I'd probably be unemployable. I don't know. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I really do enjoy that. But I think, like Ben said, what comes with that is not being able to switch off all the time, uh, being present with family at weekends. And, mm. you know, th you're always thinking ahead, oh, I've got this to do tomorrow. And, you know, I can wake up in the night thinking, oh, I've got this to do and that to do. And oh, I've got to have that conversation tomorrow. And, you know, even at the weekend coming to Sunday, I'm starting to think about Monday already and meetings that I've got planned for the day. So I think, you know, the work-life balance thing is is mm. important um and it's still something that i'm trying to work out at the moment um so yeah i think that that's pretty much how i got got to here and then you know been been involved with move recently as well yeah. which has been great um and of course that's why we're down doing the podcast yeah and then here we are making we are. a whole podcast exactly yeah, <laughs> yeah. What about you laura um yeah, so uh, what did I do? So um, I went to university um, and I studied law um, and I finished university thinking, I started university thinking uh, I'm going to be a barrister and I finished university. Oh, and then I had a bit during university where I was like, I'm going to be a solicitor and I finished university thinking I'm never doing anything with law ever again. Um, so I then sort of did various things in my 20s. I had various different office jobs, um, uh, but I primarily work for charities um, and I worked in events so I organized like large-scale events like balls and galas golf days that kind of stuff but all with a kind of a fundraising focus um, and one of the things I used to drive people bananas in the office because um, there was this like new thing called social media and you could find out what other people were up to and and I was always using this to say oh you know we should ask this person for this prize we should do this and everyone's a bit like I don't even know what you're talking about what's Twitter and all this kind of stuff um, 
And so that was kind of, you know, how my working career started. Um, And then I had my first child and I went on maternity leave. And I think while I was on maternity leave, I sort of had a bit of a moment where I was like, oh, yeah, um, I think the workplace that I work in is is quite toxic. And uh, I'm I'm now in charge of a whole human and uh, I don't think I want to go back. Um, So I had a bit of, I didn't go back to that job and I had a bit of time off. Um, I had a second child uh, and I did various different things um i ran a business making homemade fudge um so we'd moved from london to milton Keynes, and um i was basically uh, going to different like markets and things like that but again this kind of social media thing was coming through and i was using facebook and i had a little like post like so i'd have like a monthly fudge club where you could subscribe every month and then you got fudge in the post and things like this um and i was using facebook to grow my business and all those kind of things um so when i was sort of thinking okay like i i need a bit more of a career plan the fudge is fine but you know where's this going um i started doing freelance work uh working with people doing digital marketing so social media um email marketing all that kind of stuff writing content things like that um and really it's been kind of the second stage of my career has been sort of freelancing working for different companies um as a digital marketing expert and one of my clients um was uh Geraint who set up move digital and then he and I've worked together for sort of five or six years um and he was the one who kind of put in play who introduced me to the podcasting really so it was something that he wanted to develop in the business um and it was kind of again it was really exciting it's kind of this new thing people weren't really doing it um and so we started working on the podcasting side as well um and then I guess to kind of sort of bring that round to where I am now running a small business um due to personal circumstances Geraint got to a stage where he couldn't work in the business anymore um and it happened quite suddenly um and so suddenly I was a bit like oh right okay I've access to everyone's email and we have all these clients and I do know what's going on and that's okay uh but also there's no one else to ask now I'm 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 now uh, the buck stops with me. I think there was a moment where I kind of realised that we'd gone from me doing more and more to... Now it's uh, with you. Okay, <laughs> right, that, that's it then. Um, and so really, yeah, I guess things with Move have just sort of developed from there. So I think for a while, I think it's quite a recent thing that I have started to think of myself more as running a small business. I think before that, it was a bit like somebody else set this up, somebody else had this idea, somebody else went into these markets, therefore it isn't my business. Whereas now I think I've got to the stage where I'm like, oh no, like, yeah, this is my business. I work with these people, we do these things, like we're producing projects and they're going out into the world. So I think that's, yeah, kind of been my journey to Mm -hmm. to get here really. What a great job you've done. Oh, thank you very much. (laughs) Also the the change for you probably from being more of a freelancer to, running a small business has probably been quite a, a change as well. Um, yeah, definitely. And I think a lot of that um, sort of in that kind of second half of my career where I have been freelancing more, I think sometimes I have used that as a way of sort of being a bit like, well, it's fine, I'm a freelancer. So yeah. it's not not down to me. Um, not in a bad way, you know, I'm still delivering, I'm still doing deadlines, but I think ultimately, like, when you find things stressful or something's not going your way, I kind of use that as a way to be like, well, okay, that's not that's not 
anything to do with me. Whereas now, I feel differently about it. And obviously, running the business, there isn't that. Absolutely, it's all to do with me. And you know, that kind of shift, I think, is something that you definitely need to get used to and kind of take on board as well. Which actually, so the next thing we were going to talk about that segues quite well into it is that what is the best and worst thing about running a small business and what do you find stressful? Everything. You find everything <laughs> stressful? Everything. Like not everything no, is the no, best no, thing, no, everything no, is stressful. Everything. I think that's a difficult question. So the best thing about running, there's more than just one. There's more than just one. For me, I think the best things about running your own business, I think Ben touched on it earlier, is the family element. Because, you know, unless you're single, obviously, but I'm not. Um, I've got a wife and two children um, who are heavily into their sports. Um, I think the flexibility is, is probably the biggest thing because you don't have to work a nine till five slot. So, you know, I know if I've got to get away in a particular day at three o'clock in the afternoon, I can get in the office at six o'clock in the morning, get that work done. Nobody's around. No one's knocking on my door. No one's asking me questions. I'm actually more efficient at that time in the morning than I am probably during the day. Um, so that's one of the best things is the, is the flexibility. Um, the other thing that, that I think is the best thing about running a business is, is that you're giving other people opportunity. Because for me, you know, seeing other people succeed is a real buzz factor for me. So, you know, seeing people come through their life and, you know, when they've started with me, they've not had a house, they've been living with their parents and then seeing them getting their own property or getting married and having children and things like that. For me, seeing someone's success is quite, is personally quite, um, invigorating it gets me going I, I like seeing that sort of thing happening um, worst thing I think about running a small business is probably the stress factor mm. is probably the worst element of running a, a small business and probably the worst stressful moment I've ever had was when Boris come on the telly what was it on March the 27th or 5th whatever it was um, and locked down the country. I was just sat staring at the telly and I thought, we've got 27 staff. How are we going to pay them? These people have got families, they've got rent, they've got mortgages. I would say that's probably been, is the worst, stress being the worst, but that for me was the worst moment, the worst moment. I remember just sat on the end of the couch and my hand, head in my hands, I was crying, I didn't know what to do. I just thought, oh no, what am I gonna do? And it just felt like, I felt like a lemming. I don't know if you remember the game Lemmings. You know, I was trapped in this room, just bouncing off walls, and it didn't matter which way I went, I was just hitting a wall. And it, yeah. it you know, it sorted itself out, but that was horrific for mm. me, that was horrific. And more so, I wasn't, I wasn't really bothered about myself or, or the business, it was, it was the people we employed I knew we had quite a large telemarketing team at that time, and a lot of those were young. A couple of them had young families, and both the parents were working in the business at the time, and that really hurt me, because I thought, what are, what are we gonna do in 30 yeah. days time when, you know, because we were growing very quickly at that time, but we were running very hot. So we were having to trade to grow, trade to grow, trade to grow. Cash was coming in, it was going straight back out, because we were just investing, investing, investing. So. 
you know, for me, it was like, it wasn't like we had three, four hundred thousand sat in the bank thinking, oh, that's all right, we'll sit back, kick back for a few months, sit in the garden like a lot of people did, drinking, thinking, hey, this is great, because the weather was fantastic, wasn't it, from that March the 25th all the way yeah. through. People had their mortgages paid, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. everybody got their mortgages paid, took breaks on everything. It was just, you know, it was that night was horrendous. And then the next day was just go into the office, shut the door, don't talk to anyone, wipe the whiteboard, whatever was on it that was important three days ago was no longer important. Yeah. It was just a blank canvas, blank canvas and let's see what we can do. So, yeah. Do, that's... You, do you feel like because that was so stressful, sometimes things, like, do you compare stress now to that? Are you like, well, I mean, that's stressful, but it's not lockdown 2020 stressful? <laughs> or, yeah. is, or is it just different because you're it's, in it? It's different. I think when you're in a particular moment of a situation that it can become very stressful. Um, you know, I think we'll talk about you know that and taxes and mm. various bits and pieces in a future episode. But yeah, those can also be very stressful. You know, balancing cash flow and things like that. And at the time, it can be an incredibly stressful situation to be in. And I think that's probably the worst thing is the stress. And you know, I mentioned it earlier about the mental illness. That it, it as I said, I wasn't a believer in it, but now I do see how those outside influences can affect you mentally because there is no way a human being can be possibly sat watching something with their family and they completely zone out and your brain is just thinking about completely different things and that yeah. that for me is is uh, and most of the time when you're doing that it is about stressful events mm. it's not you sat there thinking about oh how can i grow i'm off in <laughs> you know this fairy land you know bouncing yeah. off the wall it, it, it is literally stress it is stressful situations that take your mind off of what you're doing in the moment with your family. So yeah, that's that's probably my worst bit. Mm. So what about you, Ben? Best thing, worst thing, stressful things? Yeah, um, I could go on for quite a while, but I'll try and keep it brief. Um, I think the best things about running a business, um, definitely being in control of your own destiny. Um, but I think that can also be one of the worst things as well. Um, and I'll expand on that in a minute. Um, I really enjoy growing the team. Um, you know, we've got some great people um, in the office just behind us working away at the moment. Um, but yeah, just, you know, growing that team, bringing in the right people, everyone coming in with ideas. We're very open as a business and, you know, asking for feedback and everyone to contribute and get people involved in stuff, which was something that I couldn't do in the sort of more corporate world. Um, so very keen to sort of keep doing that. And, and some of the ideas that some of the guys come up with or suggestions, you know, they're, they're absolutely golden. So I think that's really good. Um, the other thing that I really like is is client feedback. Um, what we're getting at the moment is lots of really good feedback, again, aimed at the team and the work that they're doing. Um, and that just makes you go home at the end of the day or on a Friday, making you think, oh, this is worthwhile. We're providing value to our clients. Our clients really appreciate what we're doing. Um, and just, you know, you, you could build a business and make loads of money, but... I think the rewarding element of, you know, just getting that great feedback, you know, people coming to us, we, we've been doing a bit of an exercise at the minute, you know, reaching out to our existing customers and asking for referrals. And you just end up in a conversation about you guys are great, you know, really mm. value what you do, um, be happy to recommend you, you know, we will recommend you, no problems at all. And that, that's been lovely to hear that and then share that with the team because yeah. then they really like to hear that feedback as well. And that's important. So I think those elements are the, the things that I really enjoy. I think in terms of sort of stresses, I think going back to the thing about being in control of your own destiny, you know, you think if this doesn't work, what, 
what else is there, you know? Um, (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And and there is that. And, you know, we've had some challenges over the last, you know, four and a half, nearly five years. Um, But I think it's also how you come back from those challenges and work around them and get creative. um, And you learn a lot from those experiences as well. So that's like a positive, negative turn back into a positive, maybe. Um, But yeah, I think the the work-life balance thing, again, for me, I think it's just being able to switch off and when you've got these stresses around maybe finance or cash flow or you know you you think you're maybe going to have to have a difficult conversation with a client which never really happens because it always spins off into a positive thing is what I've found but I sort of can worry about those conversations that I need to have um and I think you touched on it Laura as well about you know when you're working for somebody else you know you get the ideas come from the top down whereas everyone looks up to you for ideas and inspiration and sometimes you're like you want to look up at somebody else but there's nobody else there um but actually i'm fortunate that i've got a good good mm. team of people that i connect with you know ben being one of those for advice and guidance on things so um yeah i think that that can be stressful <clears throat> sometimes just a bit of the unknown and for me having come into running a business with no business experience um you know it's just been a very very steep learning curve and sometimes you make the wrong decisions you know or you think you made the right one and it is the right one but then it comes back to bite you later on um and you know we've made a couple of howlers you know over the last four and a half years and then you know you've got to dig your way out with something um because of a decision that you've made um but again that's all part of the learning curve really so yeah but i think going back to work-life balance i just think that being able to switch off and put down the email um going on holidays another one you know my wife is always on at me for this now you know i'll be checking emails i'll check in with guys i will get the occasional call you know my mobile number my clients all clients have got it and you know they're used to contacting me so trying to change it so they actually make sure they ring into the team here you know Mm. um that that's something that i'm trying to change at the moment and actually last Christmas period just gone um was the first time I really had a switch off in four and a half years where I I almost switched my phone off but didn't check my email and that's because I was confident in the guys being able to handle Mm -hmm. everything you know business partner that's come in you know just able to deal with any escalations or anything that came up whereas before I would get dragged into those things even when I was on holiday so I've done a lot of work on that um but yeah you know having a young family I think it's just you want to make sure that you're building something for the future, but also it's about the now as well. And and that's something yeah. that I keep need to try to bring myself back into the present moment and making sure I'm enjoying life now, not mm. just trying to seek something further down the line. And hopefully in 10 years, you know, it'll all be great. Won't have to worry about money anymore and all that sort of stuff. Um, so that's something that I, I struggle with, but, you know, I'm actively working on. So that falls in the worst category. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. How about you? I think a lot of the stuff that you guys have covered. So, and I think for me, like one of the best things is that I, I don't think I would be able to create projects and collaborate with people the way that I do running a small business if I worked in an employed role. I think there's a freedom to be able to, you know, like you said, you're creating your own destiny. Um, and one of the best bits of that is, you know, you can have great ideas and you can have like, oh, wow, why don't we create a, pod- a podcast all about small business? Why don't we, you know, go and pitch to this client? Why don't we do this? Like the ability to just kind of like 
scratch what you think you should do or you know that what's expected is is something that I really enjoy um and I think in terms of worse things well I I think often the worst thing can just be the flip side of the best thing Mm. so it is again like we've already said and like I've already touched on it is that kind of like who do you look to and like you say Ben you know we've got support from each other we've got support from other people in our business community but it does feel different um I think in terms of like stress, I don't currently, like when we were talking about this before and I said this, I don't currently feel super stressed. Um, I don't know if that's potentially something that I should worry about. (laughs) Should I be stressed about the fact that I'm not stressed? Um, I think at the moment that comes from where I am in the journey of running a small business. And like I said, there was very much a cutoff point where suddenly all eyes were on me and that was stressful. And things have moved on since then so actually in this part of the journey I'm like yeah okay cool yeah I'm like great all eyes are on me and that's okay and like I've got this um but yeah I'm I'm realistic I'm I'm waiting for the next stressful thing I don't know what it will be um and I think sometimes that can be the worst thing goodness knows what the next thing's going to be um and you can't worry about that but at the same time you want to make sure that your business is in the best position to weather that you can't be worried with customers like Google and YouTube. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I still worry even with like, you know, it's, it's still going to look good on the website, but I still got to, you know, we still got to keep at it. So absolutely. Um, okay, cool. So just to round it off, we were going to have like a short kind of fun question at the end. So to round off this one, I think, Ben, you touched on this earlier. Now that you know what you know about running a small business, would you go back to working in an employed role or is it small business life forever? Uh, for me, no chance. Um, <laughs> what? Yeah. No chance, small business life? Yeah, where do I sign? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> would I do it all again? Yes, absolutely. Um, uh, I think every day I'm learning something new, which maybe I wouldn't be doing if I was just stuck in a role somewhere else. Um, Every day is a challenge, every day is a school day. Um, And I love that. Um, And I think also where my background's been, you know, technical hands-on with IT initially, I think I'm learned, you know, I I got bored of that. Whereas running a business, every day there's something new cropping up and that's what I really enjoy about it. Um, And then having to go back into being employed by somebody else and having a manager above me or, you know, senior leadership teams where you can't really feed in your input um, and things get blocked or challenged. And, and, you know, going back to that analogy of, you know, the small cog in a big machine, I don't think I could do that again. Um, and, I, you know, I think I just really enjoy the day to day, although there are stresses like we've discussed. Mm. Um, I, I just think, you know, I'm learning so much and getting so much out of it and, and being able to provide for your family from doing your own thing is really rewarding. So, yeah, yeah. I don't think I could do that. Ben? No chance. <laughs> Absolutely no chance. Uh, uh, there's no way. I think the only way to to explain it is it's like you see these films where the older dad gets transported back to being a child again and he goes back to high school and live his <laughs> high school days knowing what he knows now as an adult. Yeah. And I think that's the same as small businesses because not every small business is going to be successful for its whole, mm. you know, from concept. And I think the beautiful thing about small businesses is that if something does go wrong and, you know, the worst case scenario, a business closes down for whatever reason, 
you are in that situation where you can go back to being a kid again in school, knowing what you know now with all that knowledge. So, <clears throat> yeah, it's definitely you know, something I would never, ever go back to being employed because mm. every time you start a business or every time you venture into something, if it doesn't work, you understand why it hasn't worked and you can implement that going forward again. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely for me. Yeah. I, 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 again, I'll, I'll say what Ben said earlier. I don't think I'm employable anymore. Oh, no, I would, I would, <laughs> I would completely agree with that. Yeah, I mean, my answer, of course, you know, I'd be like, hell no, not to an employed role. But I think... You know, part of that is I think I probably am unemployable now. Um, and I think, you know, as we've talked about, like working collaboratively, working differently, working on ideas, it feels to me like running a small business is what enables me to do that. And I just I, I just couldn't give that up now. No. Great. Well, I think that brings this episode to a close um obviously we're going to do this again i couldn't get the list up in front of me but ben we've got some more episodes coming up so what other things are we going to be chatting about we are going to be talking about starting out a business and planning uh or lack of planning maybe <laughs> um, that's probably the key to that, that episode <laughs> yeah um we're going to look at finance sales funding you know everything to do with with bringing cash into the business and and make sure you know your numbers um recruitment and outsourcing uh, so how you go about bringing in new members of the team and finding the right people, uh, yeah. team fit, um, work-life balance, which we've already touched on many times, and mental health, Ben, which I know you've touched on as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the growing pains and lessons learned that we've all learned from running a business, um, you know, with our experience in there as well, and maybe what we might be do differently going forwards. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I think we'll bring that to a close here. Um, But obviously, as always, you know, we're a podcast, so we have to tell you, like, subscribe, wherever you get your podcasts, and we'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.